Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet and I've got with me David Robertson. How you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a new year, you know, got to start coming up with ideas on how I'm going to fix my myself from last year. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we all have those uh those plans that we got to get in place and yeah, it's always the the fun part of the year. Yeah, it is. So so tell tell the audience a little about yourself. Um just kind of who you are and then we'll we'll uh, I got a few questions for you and we'll roll with this. All right. Well, um, well, geez, I, uh, I've, I've been with the, uh, with the beast a couple of years now. Um, it's kind of funny, uh, story how I, I, uh, came into the beast and how I learned about them, but, um, it's, uh, going back, I guess a little bit farther than that. It just, uh, um, geez, where do I start? <laughs> uh, it's uh, okay. so it's the fun part. I'm trying to figure out where to start. Yeah, no, it's like well, how, how far back? With, like, how did you get? Thing. How did you get into the OCRs? Uh, how did? Yeah, how did they come into you know you start doing OCRs? Well, I um, always have been athletic, playing sports uh, growing up, and uh, had to retire from playing football. Even even down to where a bunch of my old buddies uh, we played flag football and just too many injuries. Uh, started taking us out one by one. So, um, yeah. kind of just kind of took a break. I figured, you know, Hey, running outside or on a treadmill, that'll keep me in shape. I can still eat whatever I want. And, uh, that, that caught up to me over the years. And, um, a couple of years ago, I herniated a disc in my back and oh. I said enough. Uh, yeah, that was pretty rough and kind of basically laying on my belly for two weeks while that kind of recovered. But, I decided that was enough was enough. Um, I was pushing 50 pounds um, overweight, so just just over 240, and uh, called a buddy of mine that dealt with uh, or helped a lot of people um, lose weight, get in shape. Um, so he put me uh, kind of on a nutrition plan until my back was fully healthy, and um, then I hit the weights pretty hard. And that was May of 2016. And by August, so I guess prior to August, I saw these ads for Spartan races. And I'm like, hey, you know, I've heard about these type of races. Talked to my buddy. I'm like, we should do one just for the fun of it, see what happens, you know. And I, I'm, I'm in Portland, so we looked at the sprint, signed up. And by the time I hit the sprint, I was already down 30 pounds or so. Okay, and, uh, yeah, I just jumped in and was addicted from the start. So, um on the Spartan website, there used to be a picture of this guy holding a big trifecta medal. And I'm like, I don't know how I get one of those, but I have to. And uh, mm-hmm. quickly signed up for a beast, which happened to be in Seattle and um, the super out of Sacramento. So get the trifecta in for the one, the first year there. And it's been an ongoing story ever since. So, And that's how they get you. Cause I know I, I did the, my first one was the a Montana beast. Um, cause I, um, wow. I'm dumb and I, yeah, I'm dumb and I don't do research, but, um, 
So I started with Montana because then once I finished that, it was like, well, what's this trifecta thing they keep talking about? And that's when I ended up doing. I did Washougal, and that was in 2015. And then I did Washougal, and that was the first year that they did this the race in um, October in Seattle. The very first year was a super. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, I got the Montana Beast, and then I did Washougal Sprint, and then the Seattle Super in October. And then the very next April, they did this. It became the, the Seattle Super became in April, and then they added the Beast that year. So, yeah, the first year, October, was actually a Super. So, and that's how I ended up getting my, my first trifecta. Yeah, that's so. – I, I wish they would uh, add more of the different length races nearby. I mean – um, yeah, I, I, especially supers. I mean, we we have a, kind of a good variety of beasts and sprints within driving, but supers are kind of limited. So, yeah, they are, and that was kind of me last year because I wanted I wanted triple trifecta last year, and because of Hawaii and it getting canceled, um, I only got a double, and I thought uh, about going for still trying to get the triple, but everything I did, all the math I did, there was no way I could get a super. I mean, I, what I needed to do is I needed to be – I only had, like, enough money base to do one more trip. So it was like I had to try and get them both at the same time, but I couldn't find anywhere else that I could get a beast and a super in the same weekend. So it was kind of like that's kind of what killed me. But but next year I'll get the, I'll get the triple again because I've done 15, I got one, 16, I got two, and then 17, I got three trifectas, and then I only got two last year, so – but I'm going for three again next year. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, after, after Sacramento, me and a buddy of mine were driving back up north and I was looking online about what, what to do in 2017. Like what, what was our plans? And I'm like, Hey, look at this. They have, they have a race in Hawaii. And look at this medal that you can get. It's a belt buckle. It's a belt buckle. And he's like, no way. And I'm like, dude, I'm signing up. We can go to Hawaii, have a vacation, and I'm going to get this belt buckle. Now, I didn't know what that meant to what, what I had to do to get that until after I signed up for the race. Um, but, yeah. So you're like, uh, do research. <laughs> no, I try not. I mean, I do now. but um, And I did after the fact. But I'd already signed up, and I'm not one to kind of back down from it. So. We signed up for five trifectas worth last year with that ultra nice. in there. So got all those and then um, became, well, I got onto the beast uh, pro team for 2018 and signed yep. up for, signed up for another eight trifectas, um, but not just normal trifectas, I guess I, Instead of the majority of the beasts would be all ultras is what my goal was is to do every single U.S. ultra. And um, yeah. And then, as everybody probably knows, at the beginning of the the season, Spartan said, "Oh, the ultras aren't going to count as beasts in your trifecta yeah. count." So I started the first one I signed up for was New Jersey. So I was like, "Well, I have to do the beast while I'm there then." So I signed up for that. So I'd do them back-to-back days. And before I signed up for all the others, um, they changed it back to where the ultras counted. Yeah. 
but it, but it didn't matter. I was like, forget it. I'd already signed up for it. I'll do them back to back days. So I was uh, yeah. that 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 first ultra was a little rough because I had the flu, but um, still completed both those races. Felt terrible, but <laughs> it's one of those things that I mean, you do it and it uh, it kills you, but how you feel afterwards. You know, once the once the the soreness goes away, you're glad you did it, and that's kind of how I felt after some of those. So, you know, especially my first, the first time I did a back-to-back weekend. I mean, it was just a beast and a sprint, but still, it was, yeah, you felt like crap for a day or two because your body's just like, I hate you. <laughs> but then after that, where that goes away, you you know, it, it's it's amazing. So, I think I think my first back-to-back though. Gosh, what was it? Oh, it was Vegas. Oh, when they made Vegas the, uh, the super sprint. And I did yeah. that, and I got um, – the first day, I did street team. So I was at the exit tent for four hours, and I was the blocker, <laughs> keeping people from coming into the exit. So I was standing out in the sun for four hours. Ouch. Yeah. Then I, Vegas sun. Then I went out <laughs> and ran a super. And while I was running the super, by the time I got to the end, I I know I had each, you know, I had each stroke. No no doubt in my mind. I was starting to see double. I was like, okay, yeah, I screwed up. So I ended up, yeah, downing as much water as I could and then got up the next morning and did the sprint. And I'm like, yeah, that was smart. But <laughs> but I had a good team. Yeah, the, the next morning when I got to do the sprint, I ended up going with a warrior state of mind. And we all oh. ran together, and that was the year that uh, the the ladies from CORE had gotten into the car accident. And we actually, oh, yeah. all of us from Warrior State of Mind, me and the, all the Warrior State of Mind guys, we carried the CORE flag through the entire course So oh, for the awesome. sprint. So, yeah, that was that was fun. That was, yeah, that, that felt good to be part of that. But, yeah, after the day after getting heat exhaustion, I probably shouldn't have been out there, but I was out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean that that Vegas, you can't that sand for like two two oh. and a half miles. That's rough. That's yeah. That's horrible. This will be. <laughs> I'm going back again this year. I start every year now, pretty much in Vegas. So I go back. This will be my, I think my fourth year going back to Vegas. So, and I try and start in Vegas and just kind of because originally it, it sounds bad, but I always run with with people, and Vegas was my time to try and see what I could do by myself. So that's kind of why I started in Vegas, but now I've got, you know, and I love it. I've got people going with me to Vegas now. So, you know, because I learned really quickly, it doesn't matter if you show up alone or not. You're not, you never run alone. So, you know, it's going to be great to have my teammates with me this year. Yeah. Cause I think both Justin, Justin Wiley and Serena are going to be in Vegas and we're going to, we're going to crush Vegas. So, yeah. That's so how many how year. many races did you yeah. end up doing? This year I did. Well, oh, so well, last year I I only did enough to get the um, the five trifectas, and then this year I was a super short because, like you said, um, Hawaii was canceled, so I should have done yep. the ultra the ultra trifecta weekend there. Um. So I should have had another super. And um, and, the, and the same with me is I I got most of my 
Well, I did actually get all my money back from that trip, even from Spartan and the hotels and everything. But by yeah. by the time um, I had gotten all that back, it was a decision between do I do South Carolina Ultra or do I go to Iceland with our team? So I chose Iceland because the chances of me going to South Carolina or Iceland, I'll probably be able to get to South Carolina a little bit easier in the future than Iceland. So yeah, I uh, chose the, chose the once-in-a-lifetime chance there. Yeah. Yeah, and I know because you didn't go. You didn't go to Hawaii. I did not. Right. Yes. Right. See, and we got over there because we were over there, like, it was basically we're almost a week ahead. So we were there for a couple. We're gonna be there for like a week before the races, and so by the time we got over there, it wasn't originally that big of a. You know, they weren't saying it was gonna be that bad till we were already there. So it was like, well, yeah, we're already here, so we're just gonna enjoy it. But it, it, so we'd already made the trip and we did everything else. So we didn't get our money back on that, but we ended up getting all three races deferred. And then because we were on the island, we ended up getting uh, a trifecta pass. Oh, sweet. So, because awesome. when we went to the party, which I still, that reminds me, I got to talk to Dingo because I still haven't seen the pictures from that party. But we went to the Spartan <laughs> party and they, uh, yeah, they gave us all free trifecta passes. So I, yeah, so that's what I've got. I've got a use still. I've got mine. I'm going to use it for Hawaii because we're going back. We're doing it. I'm getting all three in a weekend this time. I'm doing it. Whether even if it kills me, I'm doing it. Hey, what I was uh, saying. I mean, even with the, I was going to do the ultra the first day, but I was like, I can walk a super and a sprint if I have to if I'm all banged up. So yeah, it's definitely definitely well, manageable. I don't know if you've heard the story with the what the first year I went to Hawaii in 16 when I had the broken foot. Um, Sarah, what's her name? Sarah Knight. And the time it took us to do a super, she did all three. (laughs) In 2016, you you could do any of the three races any of the days. So you could do the beast on Saturday or you could do it on Sunday or all three. They had all three races on both days. And Sarah... She ran elite in the morning, and she was like, she was one. She was the first place for the women by, I think it was like an hour, on the beast. It was some. I mean, she was crazy. She was the second fastest. There was only one guy that was faster than her. She finished the the beast, and she had to wait for us. And she's like, well, while I'm waiting, I might as well go out and do a super. So she took off and did a super. Got done. We still weren't back. So she's like, well, I'm still waiting. I might as well go do a sprint. So by the time we got done, she's sitting there with freaking the trifecta, all three medals. We're like, what the? Huh? How? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's she, funny she didn't see you on the way through. She just blazed past you guys. Probably. But she's a beast, she, though. She was, yeah, she was crazy. She was crazy fast, so. Yeah. So she ended up getting all three, and then it's Hawaii. If you get a chance to go to Hawaii, do it. It's a beautiful course. I will tell you that is that beast is it's legit though. That beast is legit. It is a tough one. So yeah, I did the ultra there last year. I was a, okay. Well, sorry, 2017. I did the ultra there. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah I, uh, I've been there. This year was my third year. So, and I still have yet to get all three in a weekend. So, 
then, yeah. So we're hoping year four I can get it. Year three I think I could have if they would have had their aces bet. Yeah. So, yeah. so 15 was when you started then. I started in 16. I was 16. And, and then right. at the and beginning the- of 17, is I'm actually I was coming back from uh, from Vegas. So I met Dave Bax on the on the way down in the on the airplane, and then coming back, I met, I saw him in the airport and was actually able to talk to him. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm with this team called Beast OCR. You should really check us out." And I'm like. All right, yeah, and so I reached out to him on like Facebook. I'm like, hey, what's this? You know, where do I go for this team? And so he just basically added me to the group right then, and the rest is kind of all history as far as like being with you guys. And I, yeah. I mean, I still don't know everybody because there's like 2,000 of us now, but um, still just yeah, new new people coming on all the time. It's great to talk to people, and everybody has, you know different shoes and different backpack preferences and it's just great to hear everybody's stories and um great community for information and uh support definitely oh it definitely is it's the other thing that always gets me is we get new people all the time but somehow some way like everybody seems to know who i am <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because i do so i post so much and i do all this stuff and I, i'm do, always doing stuff with the group but it just seems like everyone knows who i am and you don't know how many times i'll get people that come up to me and like hey mike how you doing and i'm like i have no idea who this is <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's part of the job you know it's like you're the yeah definitely the community guy and everybody you're one of the the first people i i knew as well so yeah and it's it's nice, but I I sometimes feel bad because like you know I, I want to get to know everybody, but it, it's when the group got so big. I mean, you know, we got two thousand members or something now, and I'm like, I yeah, I can't keep track of them all. So, I mean, I had one guy that just randomly came up to me at a bathroom and after <laughs> the West Eagles sprint, like at the rest stop, and he's like, "You're Mike from the Beach," and I'm like, "This is cool that you know who I am, but we're in a bathroom. This is kind of creepy." But, <laughs> yeah, let me wash my hands first. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but so what is your favorite part about the team? What is your favorite part about OCR, like all of this, this whole community? Well, yeah, um, so I guess like OCR, I guess, it's just the races in general. And I've only done – one other race, and that was a terrain race with, uh, and I did it with my son. He's at the time he was ten, and so yeah. it was his first time. It was his first time running what he calls the the adult race. So um, he didn't run the kids' race there. He wanted to run it with me. So it was really fun to kind of just hang back, watch him accomplish his his uh, obstacles, and help him where he needed help, and. Um, some of them I probably shouldn't have sent him through, like the, the tube that's half full of water, but he did it anyway and loved it. So, um, and watching them, so I have twin, twin boy girl twins. Um, yeah. And watching them this year complete, my son did two trifectas for kids, and um, my daughter did one. But just watching them do their races is 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 beyond awesome. I. I don't, I, just the joy in their face is great. And, um, but the in general, OCR races, just the challenge. Um, I, 
I've ran races before, um, could to coast style races, um, trail races, but nothing compares to an OCR style race with the obstacles. Yeah. The obstacles bring a whole new level. And after doing these type of races, going back to a trail race, it almost seems a little easier. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's like you have to like add miles, you know, do like a, you know, a hundred mile or or a 50 and a 25k back to back days just to kind of like, all right, yeah, that's my legs are supposed to be in pain. So, yeah, yeah, it's, um, but yeah, just so just keep moving forward and um, trying to like plan what's next. Uh, this year's kind of a kind of like a recovery more so financially than like my my body um but it'll be nice to to kind of give my body a little bit of a break i'm still trying to plan a race a month or so um and but more focused on our beast pro team and even ambassadors if um we got great team leaders over there they don't probably need my help at all but just to um give our pros this year, whatever they need, any feedback from this last year that I, I experienced with them and um, try to help exceed, you know, have them exceed their goals for this coming season. I don't know how I'm going to help because we got some crazy good pros this year. So I'm not entirely sure what, how I can provide anything for them, but I will do everything I can. So, um, but it's not just me. It's, you know, a whole team of uh, beasts behind them and supporting them. So it's just it's a great, great feeling to, to be a part of the team. Oh, yeah. And, and that's one thing that's great. Um, that's great about the team is, I mean, it just there's always people willing to help. And, I mean, we've got a great growth team this year. But the fact that, you know, I mean, I think it's great that you as, you know, was pro team last year, you know, is willing to, you know, step up and, and continue to help. I mean, it's, that's awesome. So, and I mean, seeing your kids get the trifecta is I got the, the great this year because my, my youngest is 16 and he actually did uh, the adult trifecta this year. Oh, so awesome. I talked to him to it. He's done the sprint a couple times, a couple sprints and um, I finally talked him into doing the super in April, which was almost what made it so that he didn't do the trifecta. Because after doing the super and how bad that super was, because anyone who's done the super in April in Seattle, <laughs> yeah, I was there. It is a, <laughs> yeah, it's a mud fest. Oh, yeah. It's cold. It's nasty. It sucks. And that was his first super. All he'd ever done before that was Washougal, like two years in a row. Um, because he did Washougal in my place when I broke my foot two years ago. So he'd done Washougal twice, and now all of a sudden I got him to do the super, and I got him to do that, and he's like, I'll still do Washougal, but I'm not doing a beast. That that super was was horrible. And I'm like, in all honesty, that super is worse than the, the beast. You know, most people actually end up getting a better time on the beast than they did in the super in Seattle. So I convinced him. He came back. He did it. He still wasn't happy with me. He hated me by the end. But he finished it. But he's talking about. I think he wants to. He wants to do it again this year. So, so yeah, he got his. He got his trifecta. I was very proud of him. So, that's always a a great thing when your kids can do that. Yeah, definitely. Last year's 
uh, super in uh, Seattle was the worst it's ever been up there. The year prior, it, it rained up there before, and I remember everybody getting stuck in the field. But um, last year was not like that. It was horrible. Oh yeah, I mean, there's literally, and I mean, the people didn't believe me, but if you go on the internet and look, there's video of a guy swimming through the uh, barbed wire crawl. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, no. It. And I'm like, yeah, go look for it because I I did the same thing. I basically did a breaststroke through the barbed wire crawl because it was easier than crawling. I just laid down in the water and basically just floated myself and, like, propelled myself along the water because yeah. it was so deep. You know, and it was just, oh, it was a muddy, nasty mess. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure when we came to that last big hill, my kid just turned and looked at me and he's like, F you, Dad. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, it's... all right. I'm gonna let you get away with that because that's <laughs> I, I I feel the same way right now. <laughs> so yeah, you saw that big big hill at the end. You if you did Seattle, you know which what what hill I'm talking about. And he's just looking at me. And he's like, "F you, Dad." I'm like, "All right, I'll let you get away with that." And I will say that he did say "F." He said the actual word. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was probably everybody's uh, race that they did the most burpees in. I would guess. Yeah. Oh, there was no, I mean, I, I'll be honest, like Bender, I didn't even attempt. I'm like, I'm just going to do burpees because it was so wet and so nasty. I watched like three people almost slip and fall off of it. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to try and get my 16-year-old up there. For one, he's afraid of heights. And two, I mean, it's just, there's no way. I'm like, I, yeah, I, one of us is going to get broke trying to go over that thing. So, and I think they definitely... ended up at one point, I think they closed it because of that. Probably. It was definitely um, a benefit to run early that day because I ran in yeah. elite and I was able to make it across the monkey bars and to do some of that stuff that like Twister still got me and in the rig at the end. So, Oh yeah. Was, there was uh, a lot of burpees because yeah. there was a lot of them like, you know, monkey bars the whole time that we, like I went down and like, I think the second rung, which normally anyone that knows me, monkey bars is like one of my best ones. I'm really good at the monkey bars, but, um, I went down like second rung and then I went over and while I was doing my burpees, the whole time I was there, I did not see one person make it across because they would get a couple in and they would grab one of those. And it was like, you were grabbing on the snot and you were straight down. So yeah, it was crazy. That was a, looking back, it was fun, but during, during it's, it's, it was pretty uh, mentally challenging. Definitely. It is, and those make the best races, though. Because, I mean, it's like the one thing for me that I've told a lot of people, like when I did that first race and I did Montana, and it was a founder's race, so which they don't – I don't think I have even heard of them doing a founder's race in a couple of years. But which a founder's race basically meant that all the founders, Joe, Norm, they all got together and they designed these courses for the founder's race. And if anyone knows huh. anything about Joe and Norm, they're both sadistic, crazy bastards. Yeah. And uh, I think yeah. so. And you, have you done Montana? Oh yeah, the I've normal done it Montana twice. Yeah. yeah. So imagine that. But I remember seeing mile marker nineteen at one point. Um, most people are saying that their GPSs came out to over twenty something miles of that hill. Ouch. It, it was yeah. brutal, and I mean, it was like my first one. And I literally, when I finished, I looked at my wife and I said, this is stupid. I don't ever want to do this again. 
That's how I feel about Big but Bear. I, <laughs> yeah, but I, but I got that medal, and then I was sitting there, and we volunteered the day before, so I had two free races. And I'm like, well, I might as well use these. And that's where I'm like, okay, well, let's go for the trifecta thing. And now I've done, I don't know, a lot of races. <laughs> I think I'm at 10 trifectas, I think, over the last four years. So, yeah. So it's yeah, it's definitely something that, that hooks you. So It does. You and and I did... Done. I know what you mean about Joe and um, his crazy antics because I went to Vermont this last year and did Killington Ultra, and that mm-hmm. is about as brutal as they come for the United States races anyway. Um, That's what I've heard. Anybody that did it, I mean, it's not just like the Ultra Beast from like the year prior. They added on the extra Ultra Loop, and it was – coming back up out of that it's a mile like steepest crawling on your hands and knees type of stuff and it was just mentally challenging especially the second time around like you know you're not going to quit but you really want to um but it didn't matter if you did there anyway you got to walk out somehow so you might as well just keep going yeah i've been there on a few races where (laughs) i i I really want to quit, but I know I'm not going to, but you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but yeah, until you, yeah, actually Montana was like that, but I, I ended up running into friends that are making friends that kept me going, but it's, I've been on a few races where it was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore, but you just kind of keep going. But then once you finish, it's like that you, you forget that feeling. You get the feeling of, I did this an accomplishment. And you're like, I want to do it again. <laughs> Yeah, it's the craziest feeling. I mean, I'm probably every ultra I get um, about halfway through the second lap. I'm like, what am I doing out here? Like, just, <laughs> just I'm ready to go now. It's like, let's, you know, yeah. let's finish this up and as fast as possible so I can be done. And then I get done, I'm like, man, I wish I could, I could keep going. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, see, for me, it's like Montana. Every year I do Montana, and I'm like, I hate this stupid place. I'm not doing it again. And <laughs> this year is going to be year number five. So, yeah. <laughs> but every year I'm like, yeah, this is stupid. I shouldn't have done this. I don't want to do it anymore. And then I'm like, oh, when do I sign up for now? Yeah, and so. I think um, 20, 2017 was my first year there. And it probably – before then I had done – Southern California and Phoenix and Vegas, all those races, they're all flat. And then I get to Montana and it's like really the first time I'd ever seen hills like that. And I'm like, I, and I got my butt kicked out there. Just all those hills just wore me down. And then, you know, but then coming back this last year, I was like, I had a great time. You know, I had a sprained ankle and a bum hip coming in from because i had new jersey beast and ultra the 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 previous weekend so um but still i was like beat my time from the year before it was like i'm used to the and i'm used to seeing these hills now and it's like this is a great course it's beautiful it's sunny um can't ask for anything more it was great no no it's a gorgeous course i mean that's what i love about that and that's why i tell people all the time tell people people all the time you want a beautiful course it's going to kick your butt go to montana Montana and Hawaii, either one. It's one of those that 
you feel like you're going to die. And then you'll walk around the corner and you'll catch one of those views of Flathead Lake. And you're like, this is gorgeous. I'm in heaven. And then and yeah. the, the view of the Rockies with all the snow and it's, it's, oh, yeah. great. it's gorgeous. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous. And Hawaii is the same way. Hawaii is just, and everyone always thinks an island, Hawaii, flat. Nope. No. Yeah. Just as long as just hope it doesn't rain. Because 2016 in Hawaii, it rained. And those hills oh. that you go up, <laughs> imagine those cool. completely set. It was a nightmare. It's, we had one guy that was right by us that it broke his arm because he hmm. fell on the hill and slid down and smashed into a tree and broke his arm. I mean, it was, oh. yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't walk up the hills. It didn't matter what shoes you had. It was pretty much you had to grab on the branches, and we were pulling ourselves, like basically dragging ourselves up the hills because it was just it didn't matter. You, you didn't matter your shoes, what you had. You were still sliding down the hill. So it, it was brutal. But I, I did it when it was mostly dry, and we were still doing that. So I don't know how you guys even managed when it was wet. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's, that is actually, that beach was the only one I've ever DNF'd. And Norm pulled me about, I think it was about the eight mile mark, I got pulled because we missed one of the time hacks. But in my defense, it was raining and I had a, I had a boot on my foot because my foot was broken. But, <laughs> but I decided to race anyway. I'm like, I'm in Hawaii. Might as well race anyway. The doctor yeah. said I could. It's the experience anyway, you know. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Yeah. So, so what? What plans do you have coming up? What are you What are you doing for 2019? Uh, so right now I only have a, Spartan wise. I only have two races scheduled, and that's uh, because of the deferment from Hawaii. Um, I did the uh, the Super in April up in Seattle, and then the Portland Sprint. But um, there is a, I think it's called, is it Siskiyou? There's a 100-miler race in yeah. um, June that I still have my my sights on there. And then just a couple of fun runs. So with the family, the uh, the Muddy Valentine and the um, Dirty Leprechaun here coming up in March and or February and March. Yeah. And, and then after the Portland Sprint, um, my twins and my wife and I are all – I'm going to run the Spartan in the morning and then turn around and drive to Sherwood to, to try to get the terrain race in in the afternoon. So it will be an interesting day. We'll see if we can make it happen. So That sounds awesome. I know I've got a friend that was thinking about going the other way, doing the terrain first thing in the morning and then trying to get over to Spartan in time. But 
I, I'm not sure if he's going to because I was talking to him, and I'm like, the big problem you're going to run into is parking. Yeah. Parking back into the park is the biggest joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to run early in the morning, so I'll be there. This parking kind of probably opens, so I'll be okay. That's yeah. why I felt I think I can make it. So, um, but then I took the, the last the last heat. So. Yeah, I'm one of those. I do usually do street teams, so I'm usually there early, early. So I get good parking, but I know if you're going to do doing it the way you're saying do it, it's probably the better way to do it because you're probably going to have a better chance of parking for the terrain race than you are for for the Spartan race. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's a gamble either way, I guess, but uh, I don't know. I guess we're all going to find out because I know a couple other people are going to try to do it, and we're going kind of back and forth. They're going to do terrain in the morning and sprint in the afternoon, and it's like, okay, well, we're going to – we'll talk afterwards and see see how it worked out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I just – i I'll be honest. I, I think terrain wasn't good planning on their part. Because, I mean, the the Washougal race is an established, you know, most of the people in this community, the people that really support terrain and have helped them, have been the beasts. And it's like, and you're going to put your race against the race that pretty much all of us do. That's like like our home race. So, yeah, it's like, mm, probably not your best plan. Well, and last year it was June. They did it like the middle of June. It was awesome. I mean, there was nothing around it. It so, kinda, I was yeah. kind of hoping that it was going to be the same. Yeah, they, I think they're still. I mean, Terrain's still kind of trying to get their feet out, from, get their feet under them. It sounds like they had a lot of issues in the beginning. Now they've like changed, kind of you know who's running things and added some new people trying to fix issues. But not to sound bad, you know, when you're trying to go against an established race like Spartan that's already there it's going to be tough to get, you know, the diehard OCR people. Because, like I said, most people have, you know, they started their home Spartan race to them is Washougal because that's where they started. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope yeah, they, I I mean, I the, the changes they're making. I mean, I hope the changes that they're making for the train race that is, is will work out well for them. I just you know, have to look at, I guess, other – Companies' schedules before they book on top of them, or I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's a really good answer or anything, but it's just unfortunate. It is, and I don't know if there's a good answer either. I mean, it's one of those things you kind of got to go with when the venue's going to let you do it and all that stuff. There's a lot of crazy stuff that goes in the planning, but it's kind of like, yeah, you're taking a big risk when you're going against, you know, the the established race. So. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully it works out. I mean, I like the guys over at Terrain. I've, I did, I did three Terrain races last year. So, because I did Seattle, Olympia, and then I went up and did the Vancouver BC race. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So Vancouver yeah, was a fun one. I hear uh, the the Spartan races up there in in Canada are pretty pretty brutal too so um now that i've been to to iceland i have my my passport so i guess i'll have to get together with some some beasts and roll on up there and see how those are i've thought about it um i just haven't yet i can't i think i want to 
I have the ones that I normally do, and then you know I have Hawaii that I want to get get you know finally get done. So I think maybe depending on how things look the next year, I may start doing some of the, the Canadian ones. But I've been doing a lot of local races too. So I've got my my best friend Don. We've known each other since preschool. Um, I got him into Spartan this last year. So and now he's into running and he wants to do. He's got me down doing two two marathons this year, maybe a half marathon, and a whole bunch of other like road races along with the Spartan races. So it's going to be an interesting <laughs> year, I think, for me. So because I did, I started with road races and I did a bunch of halves, and then blew my knee, and then two years ago, well, I guess a year ago, I did the Seattle Marathon. Because I told myself I'd do it before my I'd do a full marathon before my 40th birthday, so I did that one six days before my birthday, before my 40th birthday. <laughs> and uh, oh, Don went with me. Don went with me, but he couldn't finish. He was just at mile 22. He's like, I just can't go. He was having horrible back spasms, and it's like, okay, you know, I, I'm gonna continue on because I said I was gonna do this, so I'm finishing this. And uh, so now he wants to do it. He's like, okay, I need to, I need to finish this. I started one and I didn't finish it, so I need to get out there and finish one. So we're gonna do. There's a tunnel, the tunnel marathon, which starts at Snoqualmie Pass and ends at North Bend. It's all downhill, which he's, he's all excited about, and I'm like, I, I'm not hugely excited about an all downhill, because that's how I blew my knee to begin with, was downhill. So. Because it's it's tough on your knees, so my knees are shot. So I got to train good to try and get that downhill down. So it's gonna be interesting though. Twenty six miles downhill, and then he wants to do the Seattle Marathon in November, or I guess it's December first. But so the day before. Yeah, Yeah. and that's (laughs) the one I did before was the the Seattle Marathon two a year ago and one seventeen. And I did, uh, it was like the last weekend in November, because my birthday is December 2nd. So it was like six days before that. And it was cold. It was wet. It was hilly. It sucked. <laughs> but I did it. So, and now I'm I'm trying to, yeah, he's trying to get me into more road races. I think he's trying to really help me. I'm, I'm trying to, to finally get back in the shape I should be in and the shape I was in and getting into when I blo- broke my foot two years ago. So I've been having major issues with that, and I think he's trying to help me, like, motivate me to to get going and get back into that that round and get back where I should be. So he comes every Saturday morning now and makes me go on a walk with him. So, And by walk, I mean, like, six or seven-mile walks. So, <laughs> yeah. I just throw a rock on and you start, you know, getting those virtual rocks in, you know. Yeah, I, I want to, but – Right now, my my biggest issue has been um, when I broke my foot, I basically shattered it. I, I broke it the second, third, fourth, and fifth metacarsals all the way across the top of my foot. And, Ouch. yeah, it's – I haven't been able to come back from it. it. It's every time I try – I mean, I've gotten way too big. I'm way bigger than I should be. Um, and I need to lose about 60 or 70 pounds. And my biggest problem is, is all that weight on that foot, I can't – even trying to run, like on a treadmill, I get more than a half a mile in, and my back, my whole left leg, everything is just in horrible pain because everything's cramping up because I can't – my stride's wrong. 
And that's what I got to do is I got to figure out, and a lot of it's diet. I'm working on that is to lose some of the weight so that I can take, get some of that weight off my foot and try and get back in to get the correct stride and get the muscles and everything in my leg and my hip and everything like that to where they should be. Cause it's just, yeah, I get horrible, horrible cramps. So I've been trying to swim and do some things that won't put that, that strain on it, but I still need to keep walking just to keep those muscles and, and build those muscles back up. So it, it's a, it's a toss up and I didn't really do it right to begin with and haven't been doing it right for the last two years. So now I, I put myself in that, awkward, horrible state where I'm all jacked up and now I got to figure out how to fix it. So, and that's kind of where he's been getting me to walk and I want to start putting the rocks, but I want to drop. I want to drop probably another 10 pounds before I start rocking just so I can get some of that weight off my foot and feel a little bit better and then put the, the weight back on with the ruck. So, cause I figure if I can start doing it with the ruck, then I can do it without it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely you're you're going about it the right way. That's exactly how how I started too is get that nutrition in line and it kinda of starts falling into place pretty quick and once you start feeling better as far as like physically it's like a complete transformation. You just feel better. Um and then you can start hitting hitting the gym and running a little bit, or just jogging and walking it out. It'll it'll the weight will come off all on its own. Yeah. And that's what I'm working on. I think one of the big problems that I kept having was, is I was, I always tried to make huge changes. Like all of a sudden I'm going to change completely cut carbs out of my diet, or I'm going to cut all this out of my diet. And it, it doesn't work. I mean, at least for me, it's a very hard way to, to do it. That's, that's for sure. It's hard to make those huge changes. So it's been, I've been slowly over the last couple of months, I mean, I don't want to say slowly. I mean, I've been gradually making changes to my diet so that it isn't a huge shock to my system. Like, you know, we've gone through and we have no pasta in the house. Anytime we have anything with pasta, we make spaghetti all the time, but now it's with zucchini noodles. Um, so we've taken all the pasta out, and now we have just zucchini, you know, zucchini noodles for everything. Um, anything with rice, we use cauliflower. So it's just a matter of starting to substitute those things in and this, to start making the right choices, you know, and phase out some of the stuff that I shouldn't be doing, like, you know, the, the daily mochas and going to fast food every twice or two or three times a week. So try to cut all of that out and, you know, gradually change my diet to a healthier diet. And it's worked. I've, since I've been, been doing that, I've dropped about 15 pounds. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's working. It's just a matter of making sure to keep myself on that, you know, because I, I travel so much for work that I'm always in the car. And that's where I had the big problem is I didn't have anything. Everything that I could get, I could put in a fridge, but I don't have a fridge in the car. So when I'm driving around, it's like, oh, well, I don't have anything, so I better just stop at Jack in the Box and get a burger or, you know, something like that. And so I've been trying really hard not to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just a little it's thing. It's a small, I mean, small changes along the way, and um, you don't have to have a, a fancy diet, whatever the name of the week is. It's just having yes. a balanced diet. Um, whatever works, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's body and physical being is different. So what works for one person might not work for somebody else. But 
um, just a, an overall balanced um, meal plan is 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 great. Um, proteins and fats and carbs all all balanced out. It is having a, balancing everything out and uh, eating the right quantities and the right times. And that was one of my biggest problems. I know when I, I lost weight, because I, I lost weight once before I went through and I dropped like 70 pounds and was under 200 pounds before I blew my knee. And uh, when I was doing that, luckily I worked at a company where I could still work out. I could go run on a treadmill or an elliptical or the bike every day instead of going out to lunch. So that's what I did for like a year. And then, so every day I would go down and do cardio for half an hour to 45 minutes and take a shower and go back to work. Um, but I went and got a whole bunch of healthy snacks that were in my drawer. And then I had a fridge, the, the lunchroom was right next to my office. And so I put a bunch of stuff in there so I could make sandwiches and stuff like that. So I wasn't eating crap, but I was also eating every three hours. I had a little alarm on my phone every three hours it would go off and say, hey, eat something. And I eat something, but something small, 100 calories, something like that, just something. And it made it so that your, my body was actually my metabolism. It speeds up your metabolism and makes so your body actually burns through fuel all day long. Before that, what I would do is I would only eat at night. I would just eat dinner. And I'm famous oh. for that. If, I forget. If you don't remind me, I'll forget to eat for like a day. <laughs> but um, so I would just eat call dinner, that intermittent fasting. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd have a huge, huge dinner. And I'd eat like three plates because I didn't eat all day, but then my body's in starvation mode because it doesn't know when it's going to eat next. So it's storing more fat. So it's kind of, it's a matter of figuring out the right way to eat and the right amount. And that's, that's what I'm working on now is getting that. And like I said, I've dropped about 15 pounds and I'm working on getting rid of some more. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good year. It will. And that'll um, translate well into to racing too for you. Cause, um, Proper nutrition, just not just like day-to-day -day stuff, but just going into races and being able to maintain for for four hours or more, depending on the race length, and it's it's key. And uh, yeah. you don't want to have to carry like a whole picnic basket in your backpack um, to make it through a race. So no, and I have <laughs> done that pretty much on a couple of races. So <laughs> I, I bring snacks with me on the race, and usually it's you know some sport beans stuff like that. But I always bring extra because. It sounds bad, but you always get those people that don't. And then they're they're on the race course dying because they don't have any like fuel ones. Like here, have some sport beans. I you know, I buy them by the case, so I just have them in my bag. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I met yeah. some uh, some good people out on the race. Um, either giving them stuff or just talking to them about yep. <laughs> how they're feeling, and um, yeah, still keep in touch with them today. It's great. Yeah, I have uh, ones like that, but it was actually it was a, a first aid. I uh, carry a, a small first aid kit in my, my pack. And I had uh, a lady named Susan who at Montana last year fell right behind us. And when she fell, she gashed her hand pretty bad. And mm -hmm. so me and Serena went back and we helped her clean it up and wrapped it. And, you know, basically told her, it's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll stop the bleeding. I'll do all that, but you're going to need to stop it medical. Because, you know, it's it's pretty good gash. And she's like, won't, won't they pull me from the course? And I'm like, yeah, they will. And she's like, okay, I'll talk to them after I'm done. I'm like, all right, well, I told you what you should do. So, blah, blah, blah. 
because we're only at mile like four of the Montana Beast. So, like, yeah, she had a while to go. <laughs> yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a mental challenge for her, but hopefully she made it through. She did. She made it through. She got through. I've talked to her a few times afterwards. So I think she ended up getting a trifecta this year. But it was just nice. it's it's always nice being able to feel like you get to help people. I know there's been a couple of times I I used to have a uh, uh, well I do now, but I keep a wrap with some wraps in my bag, and I've been able to help a few people with old ankles. You know, tape them up, and you know, hair get to get to medical or do whatever you want. I'm just you know, a lot of times. Sounds bad. I'll just kind of hand it to him. Say, here you go. Do with it what you want. But um, yeah, <laughs> here's a wrap. Have fun. If you want to keep going, it's up to you. I'm just kind of yeah. Here. <laughs> but it, it's it's interesting. That's one thing I love about the, the the sport too. Is you get so many people like that to help. So I mean, it's you're never alone. And I, I've done many courses where I started by myself, but I was never alone. So. That that's what's amazing about Spartan, and all really all, all OCRs. But yeah, so. there's like five thousand people out there to to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, occasionally you get people that you know aren't aren't so nice, but yeah. it's not very often. Yeah, there's when you get a big group like that. There's there's always the handful of people, you know, in every in, in every group like that. So um, it's what it is. So it is, but I mean that's one thing I like about the beast. I mean we're pretty we're pretty good about trying to keep the people in our uh, in our group, you know, very positive and very helpful. We try and weed out anybody who is is not that way. So I mean, luckily we haven't had any real incidents where we had people that weren't that way. We seem to it's like they say that that old saying, what you put out in the universe is what you get back. And I think that's why the bees keep getting the people we do, because we have that just nice, you know, attitude where we help each other, we do whatever. It's all, you know, kind of like the three musketeers, all, you know, all for one and one for all. And, you know, and that's what we end up getting in return. We get more people like that, so, which is good. So Yeah, I didn't I didn't actually start, well, because with the pro team, we were given jerseys that had the the logo on the front. So I didn't realize how far like our, our name kind of spread, how far it reached uh, until I started wearing the, the, the jerseys and the shirts and everything this, this last year. And um, yeah, it doesn't matter every race you'd run up and be like, Oh, how deep and it's just like, just somebody just yelling across the field at you. And it, it's good. Yep. It's just a great feeling. <laughs> It is, and I mean, we get it, like, even up here, we'll go do, like, some of the road races, and you'll end up running into other beasts, so it happens all the time, and I mean, it's just, you know, I'll be running it, and all of a sudden, hey, how you doing? You know, how deep? And it's like, wow, where? yeah, they're everywhere, so, and that's the other thing that's nice about the beasts. I mean, you've got the road race people, you have guys that do CrossFit, you have endurance guys, there's different subgroups within the group, so... Yeah, it, it was funny. The first time I had ever ran the Seattle Beast, which is in six, 2016, um, the plate drag at the top of this hill, um, just before you run down these rock slope. Anyway, some guy just yells out, how deep? And like 10 people behind him answer him. And I'm like, who are these crazy people? Well, it comes to find yeah. out it was actually Ted that was 
Ted that was screaming it out. Yeah. So, um, and now I know, but you know, Ted's, Ted's a great guy and he's loud and you know, everybody, everybody know who we are. So. Oh yeah. And that's it's what great. it's needed. We'll get so many new people because of that. Cause we'll get people that'll come up and ask us, why do you guys keep yelling that? So it's, <laughs> our, it's our team battle crop, you know, and they're like, that's, that's so cool. And then, you know, or they just see everyone with the jerseys, and then they'll start talking to us. And I mean, we've gotten so many people just by random interactions like that, where it's like, you know, check the Facebook page, come talk to us. You know, and there's ones that I'll find later that, you know, I didn't even realize it that I somehow I talked them into doing it, and they're like, oh, yeah, I met you over here at this race, and you talked me into doing the Spartan race. Now all of a sudden I'm here and I'm part of the team, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Right yeah. on. It, but, it's yeah. what's great about the sport to puts all these teams together. I mean, we have a big team, but there's also lots of bigger, you know, big teams out there as well. And um, yeah. all these communities are such, you know, such great little communities within this bigger community. And um, it's great to see how we can all get along, even though we're all out there competing against each other. So. Yeah, in some way, I mean, and that's kind of the one thing. It's like, you know, a lot of people always talk about, like, when we when we race out of town, you know, like I'm going to Vegas. When I race in Vegas, I race with Warrior State of Mind. I always sign up on Warrior State of Mind. You know, and then in Hawaii now, we've got a Hawaii, uh, Ohana, Ohana Spartan, I think is what they're called, but that we're going to race with. And there are a bunch of guys that we met at the party, you know, this year when the race was shut down. So we ended up meeting them at the party and talking to these guys, and they had an Ohana Spartan team, and we became friends with them. And now all of a sudden they're kind of a sister team in Hawaii. And then we have, you know, like Warrior State of Mind and Core, and there's so many other good teams around here, you know. The, the what, New England Spartans, you know. you got to <laughs> pronounce that right, though. Spartans. Yeah. There's no R. <laughs> no R. <laughs> no R. Spartans. Man. But. It's a great community, and that's one of the things I love about it. You know, you get to meet new people that you, you never would have met. You know, I never, I'd never be sitting here talking to you on the phone and talking about everything that we've both done on Spartan and what we've got coming up if it wasn't for all this, So, which is awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right on. Well, I don't... I don't think I had any more questions for you. I think we covered everything I wanted to talk about. Well, good. Um, I I know um, a couple of people have asked me before about um, like ultras in general. Yeah. And, uh, kind of, and I that guess, might be Yeah. Tell us about ultras. <laughs> and yeah, it's probably kind of straightforward. A lot of the stuff they could probably find out in the, the Spartan Ultra kind of Facebook page and everything, but um, yeah. I guess my, my, my general thing with, with the ultras is it was just the next, like the next phase. Um, I, I looked at a lot of the hurricane heats and I, and I think I was still looking at it as this is something I, I need to accomplish at this time. And I know the hurricanes and races like them are team orientated and yeah. I, I played team sports all my life. So it's not, not that I don't want to be a team player. I just, there's part of me that just needed to 
to get past this individual goal of mine and then I can I can't do it all in one year so and I'm still young enough we're in our 40s still you know it's we're we're still young we can we have plenty of years to to complete some of these things so um but so definitely the the ultras um I try to ask, answer as many questions out online as I can. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are probably more knowledgeable, but we all have the same kind of mental aspect when it comes to these is um, it, where it is that second lap is all mental. Um, it, even though yeah. you're training, you're training to be physically fit, getting that grip strength and that nutrition down and all that, all that stuff that goes into every other race, that second lap, is it's a serious gut check as far as do you leave transition or are you done um and it, if you're doing beasts like the the beast uh races and i always tell everybody yeah. if you're under under five hours you can do an ultra um and if you're finishing a, a beast under five hours and you're s still feeling like you could go more even if it's just a few more miles, then you can do an ultra. It's um, it, it, depending on your time. If you're getting out of transition a couple hours early uh, before it closes, then you could walk that second lap if you have to. If you sprain an ankle yeah. or you're just not, you know, your nutrition's a little off because you ate something that you don't normally eat, and um, so you need to recover for a little, a couple hours off of that. It, it it's fine. You're you're going to make it. Um, it's just having that. That definitely that mental trigger that you want to quit, but it, there's nothing out there that's going to stop you. Um, yeah. Every every race, every ultra has been. There's one thing that's like a challenge, whether it's the weather, um, being sick. Uh, it usually comes down to the weather. Dallas was super muddy and thick, and um, they just the tail end of a hurricane went through that earlier that week through Mexico and um so it was super sloppy. Um Breckenridge was high elevation but cold right in the middle of the day. Um Jersey actually rained like thunder and lightning storm which caused the in the afternoon he uh the legs um to be paused like just delayed for a half an hour. Everybody had to stand still in these little buildings and it was so something's always there but it's just yeah. Never, never giving up. Um, and I think those races actually probably prepared me more for doing a hurricane heat and helping the people that would be either new or hopefully I'll, I'll have some people helping me there too. But because um, I've never done those before, but just to to really pull a team together that um, can work together and hopefully I can when I do sign up and get out there I can um, provide that. The mental toughness that um, my team might need. So it's uh yeah, it's good. See, and I I know I'm not ready. I I want to do an ultra eventually. I know I'm not ready because, like you said, if you can finish one in five hours, yeah, I can't finish a piece in five hours. So we know this. Um, <laughs> I think my best beast time was the Seattle beast, and it was six and a half. And my worst yep. is Montana in 16, which was 13 and a half. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's just my recommendation because 
I, I know, you know, in D, people DNF and everybody says you can learn, you learn so much from that. And I, I honestly, I do believe that, but me yeah. personally, I will, I will do whatever it takes to make sure like training wise that when that day comes, DNF is not even in the realm of possibility for me. Um, now that doesn't, if I get hurt or I can't continue, yeah. then that's obviously something completely different, but my nutrition, it's not going to fail me. My body's not going to fail me because I've trained hard enough, you know, my hands, my shoulders, everything should be pulled together. Um, so it's just a matter of willpower at that point, just finishing. So, um, and see, that's with me. It's one of those that I know I'm the same way. I want to make sure if I'm going to do it, I'm going to give myself the best shot, you know, and I know right. right now I'm not giving myself the best shot. So maybe not this year, depending on how the end of the year is, if I'm in the right shape, I might shoot for one, but it'll probably be next year that I'll go for my, I'll go for an ultra. Yeah. And I, um, also kind of, I guess, rule of thumb that I try to, to use and pass along is that like whatever your, I guess your fastest minute per mile, like you can run on a road or a trail is you basically double that and call, I call that a Spartan, a Spartan mile pace. Yeah. Um, if you can get that Spartan mile pace around 22 to 24 minutes, you can, you can complete that ultra. Once you start pushing 24, it's going to, you're going to start hitting those time cutoffs are going to be coming up behind you pretty quick, but you should still be yep. able to make it. So, so yeah, something so to look I'll forward to there. when you're doing your beats and stuff. Yeah, I, I got to get there and I, I will. So it's just a matter of, it's like you said, I mean, we're, we're still young at heart. Anyway. <laughs> of course. I, mean, like, yeah, we're, we, I, I, I do another podcast. It's totally nerd podcast, but called re nerdish. And on that podcast, <laughs> we recorded last night and we were talking about because um, Mean Gene died from WWF yesterday. Captain Antonio and Super Dave all died yesterday, all at 76. <laughs> and we were, oh, wow. looked it up and the average lifespan in the U.S. is 78, hours, 78 years. So it's like, okay, well, then I'm just over the halfway point of the average lifespan. So I'm still good. I got plenty of time. Yeah. You know, I'm still young. You know, if you move to Iceland, it's like the average lifespan is like 87. So just saying. Yeah, that's a whole different culture over there. I mean, it's a beautiful place, and uh, I don't know how they're living so long, but I'd like to know their secret. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, their their average lifespan is 87. I was like, huh, but yeah, here it's 78, which is still, you know, that's pretty good. So, you know, I'm just over half that, so I've got time to 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 still do a lot of things. So that we do, we sure do. All right. So, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners before we we finish this off? Any hints or I tricks? Would or? Say, <laughs> I would say if you have any inkling to, to do a race and you've never done one before, it's just a, and you're unsure, it doesn't even have to be a Spartan sprint. I would start small. So either do a sprint or find a local, like a terrain race or or Warrior Dash or something like that, just to 
get out there and with some friends, have some fun, and I guarantee you're going to be addicted. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's how it happens is you get out on one of those courses and you're like, yeah. And see, that was my mistake. I did like Mud Factor and some of those first, which if you've never heard of Mud Factor, don't do them. They're like, I could finish one in 30 minutes. So, yeah, I was done in 30 minutes the last one I did. So take that as you will, but I finished in 30 minutes. But <laughs> Well, maybe it's just more um, for beginners, you know, and it everybody is. has their, their level. And I try not to talk down on any race because I think there's always an audience for each one of these uh, venues. There um, and they may have gotten better. One of the big problems I had with them was really – was support. They wasn't. They didn't really have volunteers at the the obstacles. Not that the obstacles were that bad, but still they had like nothing, no support there. But the big thing was though is I went from that to Spartan because I oh. didn't do research and figure out the difference. So yeah, I was like, oh, I've done half marathons and I've done, you know, I've done mud runs. This will be fine. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. You have to do, you have to be able to hold your body weight for a little while, but other than that, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, I I think you've answered all my questions. So, yeah, um, well, I appreciate the time and uh it's been great talking to you. Oh, it was great talking to you too, and I I hope to to run into you at one of these one of the races too. So, like I said, I'm doing Vegas and Seattle and Montana, and then well, I have a, well, she will not to Hawaii. I have, I have a buddy that ran uh, the Tahoe um, Ultra with me that hurt his IT band. So, assuming he's ready to go, he says he's he'll be ready by by Vegas. So we may be in Vegas. If not, then I'll see you up in Seattle. Right on. Perfect. Well, it was great talking to you, and I can't wait to see you. All right, man. Take it easy. No, you too. Thanks. Yep, bye. Yep, bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.